Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie, the Pacha! What a shot! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, Jimmy Forburn. Oh, don't mess with the boots. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird of free league ghost. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, I'm not. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh, my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Jordan Mal at Jordan C. Mal. And you can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And, of course, that text and voicemail line is always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans, at 331-979-1369. Again, that text and voice line, 331-979-1369. I will be getting to a few pieces of our inbox for some mailbag content later on in today's episode and we've also got to talk about the latest awful news with NBA injuries quick reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Green Room formerly Locker Room now has been bought out by Spotify and called Green Room download the Green Room app and join me this week and every week along with my co-host Jordan Malley for our weekly Green Room episodes Green Room changing the way we talk about sports what's up y'all hope you enjoyed the NBA action from last night Epic performance from one Kevin Durant, reaffirming himself as perhaps the best player in the game right now. Looked like the Bucks, because of some Brooklyn injuries, were going to take a pivotal Game 5 after being down 0-2 in the series. But Kevin Durant said, not so fast. I'm still Kevin freaking Durant. Has big buckets down the stretch. And the Nets take a 3-2 lead. But the bad news of today. Obviously, we also got some coach firings today, so bad news for them. Bad news for Scott Brooks in Washington. Bad news for Stan Van Gundy in New Orleans. But the news that Clippers superstar Kawhi Leonard, after the Clippers had even up that series with Utah 2-2, two to two, is out for tonight's pivotal Game 5 and out indefinitely with what the Clippers fear to be an ACL injury. This is the latest in a string of crushing injuries in this rushed-through 2021 NBA season. I mean, just rattling off the names of some players who either in these playoffs or towards the back end of this season have been lost to injury is staggering. Jalen Brown went down for the Boston Celtics. Jamal Murray goes down for the Denver Nuggets. Our very own Zach Levine misses a huge stretch in a key point in the season when the Bulls were fighting for their playoff lives and Levine's absence proved costly for the Bulls. Joel Embiid and Trey Young are both battling nagging injuries in the Sixers-Hawks series right now. 
James Harden finally makes his comeback from a bad hamstring to play in a playoff game for the Brooklyn Nets right on the heels of Kyrie Irving going down with an ankle injury in their second round series. The list goes on and on and on. It seems like almost a miracle that Kevin Durant gave us the performance that he did last night in his first season back from an Achilles injury. You rarely see players come back from those Achilles injuries and look like the same player they were before. So I guess we can be thankful for that because, boy, KD treated us to a show last night. But this Kawhi Leonard injury, it just is the latest one that makes you think, man, we were all so happy to have the NBA back this season. And not a full season, right? 72 games instead of 82. The league tried to do what they could to give the players a bit of a break there. But really, there was not much of a break. And you look at the teams that made it the longest in the bubble, the Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Lakers, the last team standing in the bubble, who had the shortest offseason, a comically short offseason between last season and this one starting up again, both bounced out in the first round. LeBron James and Anthony Davis both battling injuries this season. Jimmy Butler battled through some injuries this season. It's everywhere. And it's something that we probably all should have seen coming. And it's something that the NBA executives, Adam Silver, and everyone who came to an agreement with the NBA Players Association to make this season happen, you had to assume that the injuries were going to be a problem this year. We saw it after the lockout before the 2011-12 season. That 66-game season that they just scrunched together into a very short amount of time. Bulls fans know the hurt of that season all too well because after 66 games in the matter of a few months, our superstar in the reigning league MVP, Derrick Rose, goes down in the first playoff game, torn ACL. So this is not like a new script. This is a script that we have seen play out before. The NBA is on the heels of a season or on the heels of a lockout where they are on a schedule crunch. And for monetary purposes, strictly monetary purposes, they try to jam in as many games as possible into a shorter window of time than the normal NBA calendar year. And this is what you get. It's really sad. But it, it you know, it is one of those, you know, double-edged swords because especially Bulls fans who had an abnormally long offseason because we didn't qualify for the bubble, didn't play a competitive basketball game for what, 10 months, couldn't wait for the new NBA season to start. And when they told us, "Okay, we have a deal between the league and the players association, First tip-offs are a couple days before Christmas. We were elated because we hadn't seen our team play hoops in what felt like a lifetime. But we all had to know that this was the other shoe that would drop. And as we're watching these playoffs and we're seeing some of these really entertaining games, these entertaining playoff series matchups, one by one, players are going down. Key players, star players. CP3, a bit different because, unfortunately for him, Also revealed today that he is out in the league's health and safety protocols. So you hate to see when that happens as well. Hated to see that for Zach. But these injuries were inevitable. 
when we looked at this NBA calendar season on the heels of the bubble, happy that we happy that we got it. Happy that we got to watch the bubble. And in a very tough year for everyone, the bubble was a nice release and a nice piece of joy for, for basketball fans everywhere. But this is the price that we paid. This is the price that they, the players specifically, uh, and most severely paid to make last season happen and to make this season happen. And it's a shame. It's really just a shame. All right, so now that we got the bummer stuff out of the way, I told you all we will get to some mailbag content for today, and we will in just a moment. Again, though, today's episode brought to you by Green Room, formerly Locker Room, now called Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans like you and me. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with myself, with my co-host Jordan, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Jordan and I host these Green Room Locked On Bulls episodes once a week, every week, and now you can join in on the conversation that you listen to here on Locked On Bulls every day. Green Room is the perfect place to join conversations about the NBA or whatever your favorite sports league. You'll you'll find fans just like yourself on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices and a beta version available for all of my fellow Android peeps out there. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join whichever leagues, NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, for the latest league updates. Follow me in Green Room app, same as my Twitter handle, Bulls underscore Peck. Jordan, same as his Twitter handle, Jordan C. Malley, to be notified when we go for our live Locked On Bulls Green Room shows. You won't want to miss it again. Every week, once a week, join us for Locked On Bulls in the Green Room app. We will see you there. Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. All right, let's do that mailbag, y'all. Kicking us off from an international number, the plus six one, wherever that is, uh, says, hey, guys, Pelicans are rumored to include a first-round pick 10th in this draft to any team willing to take Eric Bledsoe off their hands so they can re-sign both Ball and Hart. While not the big swing Bulls fans want, Bledsoe's contract is up next year in a $4 million buyout the following year. He's got a positive defensive rating and provides some playmaking and streaky three-point shooting. With the 10th pick, the Bulls could pick up a point guard like Davian Mitchell, Josh Giddy, Jerry Butler, Sharif Cooper... Using Heinrich to the Wizards trade as a basis, the Bulls would need to renounce Lowry's rights and include Sato or Thad and at least their second-round pick and or Troy Brown Jr. I think this is a solid and realistic option. Your thoughts keep up the great work. Plus 6-1, thanks for checking in. Um, so, interesting situation the Pelicans are in now. And, of course, on top of what they plan to do with their roster, there is now the exit as of today of one-and-done head coach Stan Van Gundy. So what is the Pelicans' timeline going to be this offseason for figuring out who's our next head coach going to be and what roster moves do we want to make? Do we want to keep Lonzo Ball? Do we want to let him test the restricted free agent market and and let him go if we don't want to match? Do we want to find a, a sign-and-trade for him? Who knows what the Pelicans are thinking about that. But we do know that they were shopping Lonzo, or at least engaging 
in talks with the Bulls and potentially other teams about Lonzo at the trade deadline. So I don't think that they're necessarily wanting to keep Lonzo so badly that they would give up a first-round pick to do so just by giving up a first-round pick to get rid of Bledsoe so that you can keep Lonzo Ball. I, I don't know how realistic it is that the Pelicans' front office would be in that frame of mind. From my perspective, from a Bulls fan's perspective for this hypothetical deal, I'm sorry, but I just think that Bledsoe is kind of washed. I mean, at one point, I would call him a quality acquisition to add to your team, a definite plus player to add to your roster. But I, I think that Bledsoe is gone, man. He's just kind of had a weird couple of years in the NBA over the past few years, turned into kind of a journeyman, but uh, a disgruntled journeyman. And, you know, as you mentioned, like, yeah, I can play some solid defense, a, a little bit of playmaking, but I, I would say that, that Bledsoe's best playmaking do, days are behind him. And he's never been a reliable three-point shooter, as our texture said, streaky. So I, I don't love it from the Bulls' side of this. Because I just am not a huge Bledsoe fan. And uh, as far as, you know, what the Bulls would need to be given up there to get him, you know, well, to take him off their hands and get a first-round pick, I love that idea. Assuming the Bulls don't get lucky and jump into the top four with that 20% chance that they have to get it back into the first round of this upcoming draft class that has a lot of talent in it. I like that concept, uh, that element to this trade, hypothetical. But... As the Bulls, what do you what do you give it up? I, I I would not want to include Troy Brown Jr. in said trade because I really liked what I saw from him before his ankle injury, and I want to see if he can earn himself a a significant role in Donovan's rotation next season. You know, renouncing Lowry's rights that's certainly an easier route to go, including Sato or Thad. Certainly, the Bulls could part with at least one of those guys is is would that be enough to entice the pelicans just to get bledsoe off their hands i don't know i think that's a little bit of a pipe dream hypothetical right there but i appreciate you checking in and if you are a bledsoe fan and i offended you i do apologize all right next up we have christian from charlotte one of our regulars checking in Christian asks, do you believe Bulls fans will get the true reason Lowry underperformed here and why he was unhappy once he's gone? Whether it be his health, personal and family issues, teammates, coach, management, or training staff tension, I wonder how Lowry would respond to a tough coach like Pop. I, I hope we get some explanation for why Lowry didn't work here, uh, why he regressed. Obviously, I have been on the record many times saying that despite Lowry having a really strong month, the month that we will never forget, right? February 2019, where he averaged 26 and 12, which was soon into then newly named head coach Jim Boylan's tenure. Ever since then, he has regressed and regressed and regressed. He certainly dealt with some significant injuries uh, through pretty much every season of his NBA career through his rookie years and rookie contract years, and that is unfortunate. It's no secret, as I was saying, that I think this past season, Jim Boylan two seasons ago, 
Wow, time flies. Jim Boylan did him no favors. Um, he became nothing but a perimeter floater. Whatever messed with Lowry's confidence and his uh, instinct to be more aggressive attacking the basket that we did see glimpses of in his first and second NBA seasons, I don't know what happened. I don't. And to your question of do you think we as Bulls fans will ever find out, all I can say is I hope so. And if it is San Antonio where he's headed, Wondering how Lowry would respond to a tough coach like Pop? Well, I mean, maybe well. Jim Boylan is a Greg Popovich descendant. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but Jim used to work with Greg Popovich. Similarly hard-nosed guy. He doesn't have the nearly the amount of cred that Pop has, the amount of respect that Pop gets from his from his players. But I think it's more about fit and system. And the fit and the system for Lowry towards the back end of his Bulls years just wasn't right. And you could and you could see that. And hopefully he finds a new home where he could flourish. And it is unfortunate that in recent years, plenty of examples of the Bulls moving on from a player and seeing that player flourish elsewhere. Bobby Portis having a strong season in Milwaukee. Obviously, Daniel Gafford with the Wizards and, and the, the way that that team played down the stretch of this season. You know, those are just a couple of examples. I know there are more. But I I think it's I think it's that. I think it's about fit. I think it also, speaking of fit, never helped Lowry that the Bulls never had a competent point guard in his entire tenure with this team. Because I think that would help. I think it certainly helped Daniel Gafford in Washington. So, I hope so. The answer is I hope so. I hope we get an answer to Lowry and his struggles. And as I've said before, if, if Lowry goes somewhere else and finally blossoms into that player that I always believed he could be, yeah, it'll be painful. It'll be really, really painful as a Bulls fan to watch that happen for Lowry while he's wearing a different team's jersey. I'll still be happy for him. Of course, I'll still be happy for him. And as far as whether or not that's an organizational issue for the Bulls, why can't we develop these guys? Why is it when they go somewhere else, they figure out how to be the best version of themselves? Well, we're just now still bridging an old regime into a new one. So Lowry with one year of Billy Donovan, at a year when Lowry dealt with a couple of injury issues, dealt with uh, two more big men coming into the rotation via trade midway through the season. I think it's kind of hard to count Lowry in that category of, you know, didn't work out here, go somewhere else and really blooms. Because we, we don't know yet if he's going to bloom wherever it is he lands. And this, this past year was just year one and a rocky transitioning year for the new regime. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't include Lowry in that you know list of like well under under Gar and John we saw a lot of players struggle to develop here. A lot of those players had a lot of different coaches in the span of a few short years, and I'm sure that didn't help too. Thanks for checking in though, Christian. More mailbag in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you all that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. 
Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? If you don't know these Bilt Bar flavors, well, then you're missing out. Try them all. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box at BiltBar.com where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors so you can try them all. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy for you too. Most of these flavors have 17 grams of protein, but only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of that action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even UFC MMA action. Before the first pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are making their deep playoff runs in the NBA and the NHL. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. So sign up for a bet online account, deposit 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 extra dollars to play with. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that's promo code LOCKED ON at sign up. Back to mailbag. Next one in the inbox comes to us from Meech in the 702. And he is the winner. I was wondering who would be the first person in our inbox to bring up this topic. Meech said, what's up, Jordan and Matt? Hope all is well with you. Haven't hit you guys up since March. Had to today. I saw a report based on some info come to light. Uh, some old info come to light involving Luka Doncic. The incident that he had with a member of the Mavs organization that brought about the headline is Luka done in Dallas. Should the Bulls pursue him if this comes to fruition? Can they afford him? What trade scenarios can you conjure? Could there be a way to acquire him without losing Zach Vooch and P. Will? Thanks for checking in, Meech. Um, uh, simple answer, short answer to should the Bulls pursue him? Yes. Can they afford him? Somehow. What trade scenarios can you conjure? <laughs> that gets more difficult. So... In case you've been living under a rock and haven't seen it, there was some report that just went, tornadoed its way through NBA Twitter a few days ago that said the there is some internal concern within the Mavs organization that Luka is getting a little restless and unhappy in Dallas and that he might not want to spend his whole career in Dallas. That was the long and short of it. So, of course, because Luka is one of the youngest and most talented superstars in this league already in just his third season, NBA Twitter went wild. Every team photoshopping Luka into their team's jersey. Bulls fans, of course, because we're, we, we are human, have to think about this also. I know my, my boy Sabine's going nuts right now, but the simple answer is yes. 
if Luca becomes available because he is demanding a trade, if he were to like pull a Harden in Houston and say, I'm going to sit on my butt, I'm going to get fat, and I'm basically just not going to give you much until you trade me. I know it would crush Mark Cuban, and Mark Cuban would do everything to convince Luca to stay. Who do you want me to get to come play with you? I'll do it. I'll pay the luxury tax. I'll do this. I'll do that. Luca was his Euro young man star to be the next Dirk in Dallas for 20 years. That was Cuban's plan. That still is Cuban's plan. And one headline from one report doesn't change that. It could be speculation entirely. And maybe if it's true, it isn't even a report saying Luca's unhappy in Dallas. It's a report saying there is internal concern within the Mavs organization that Luca might at some point not be happy in Dallas. So, like, just just to put all of that into perspective, that's all that report said. It didn't say Luca wants out. It didn't say Luca's unhappy. But just to humor ourselves, this texter, myself, think about it. Back when Luca was drafted, what we heard is that there were internal debates within the Bulls front office and the Bulls brain trust as to whether or not they would take Luca if by some miracle they felt if he felt to them. I think they were pretty aware of the fact that Dallas was going to do everything they could to trade up and get him. So maybe they didn't really concern themselves with Luca all that much because they didn't see it as a possibility. Now, is, is that forgivable? In my opinion, no. The Bulls should have done everything they could have to put themselves in a position to draft Luka Doncic. And they didn't. Here we are. Wendell's in Orlando. As far as what you would need to give up in a trade, that's where it gets tricky for the Bulls. Because keeping, as our texter wanted, Zach Vooch and P-Will in that deal, almost impossible. You're giving up Zach or you're giving up P-Will. Maybe both. Maybe maybe, maybe the Mavs want Vooch. You know, we'll see. But he is the oldest of the three. Zach still has years of his prime ahead of him. And is an all-star player as of this year. And P-Dub looks like a amazing young prospect. By the way, kid's not even 20 years old yet. Turns 20 in August. All you P-Will haters out there need to calm down. Quick, quick tangent there. But. Because the Bulls traded for Vooch, they now, because of the Stepien rule, cannot trade first-round picks, consecutive first-round picks, and they can't trade any first-round picks until 2025. 2025. And then you're talking multiple first-round picks in addition to Zach and, and P. Will, probably. It's Luka Doncic. He finished top five in MVP MVP voting as a second-year player. Rightfully so. He's 22 years old. And he is arguably one of the five best players in the league. Top 10 easily. And 
if the Mavs and Mark Cuban were forced to face reality, and that reality was, we have to trade Luka, the King's Ransom offer that we generally think of as King's Ransom offer when a superstar gets traded, in this specific case for Luka, you double or triple that King's Ransom. And I'm not being hyperbolic. That's what it would cost. A double or triple King's Ransom offer. And the Bulls, sadly, really don't have that in their in their vault of assets right now. They just don't. They have two All-Stars. They've got a couple of young promising players. And P. Will, Kobe White. They owe a couple of first-round picks for the next couple of years. And they couldn't net the the Mavs any first-round picks until four years from now? There is no way that one of the other 28 teams can't beat that offer to Dallas. So... It is it, it is a fun thought experiment. It's a fun thought exercise to think what would it take. But basically the answer is what it would take. Like that, you know, the Thanos meme. What did it cost? Everything. It would cost the Bulls everything. And a collective everything that they don't even have right now. Sad but true. Appreciate all of everybody checking in. And real quick, uh, Christian did have a follow-up question about Zach and the Olympics, whether or not he's going to do it. I still think that if Zach gets that invite, he has said he wants to go, he will go. I, I know that that might make Bulls fans and Bulls executives uneasy. It does bring a certain credibility back to the Bulls organization to have a team, to have a player from your team repping Team USA. In addition to NBA stars who would likely be candidates for Team USA going down with injuries, or if they even make it through the end of the season without injury, thankfully, saying, why would I go rush through an Olympics to basically lose all the off time that I would have for my body to recuperate? Which makes it likely that Zach could get an invite, because some of the guys ahead of him on the list bow out and say, no thanks. But the bigger question to me, we're, we're seeing headlines over the last week, as Christian also pointed out in his text, the, the prep for the Tokyo Olympics right now is a disaster. It's a clusterfuck over there. I, I saw something that like 10,000 employees that were working at the various Olympic stadiums and going to be staff working the Olympics all just quit because there is a really bad ramp up of COVID going through Japan right now. And as I'm sure it always is in some of these secondary tertiary countries that host Olympics, those working conditions and what they're being paid aren't great to begin with. And now you're being asked to do it in a country where COVID is still really bad. So, you know, will we even see the Olympics this summer? Is there going to be a late plug pulled on the whole thing? If it still goes through and Zach goes and plays, I'll be happy for him. I will absolutely be proud of him. But yeah, as a Bulls fan, I would be really freaking worried the whole time he's over there for obvious reasons. So um, with that, 
we wrap up another episode again. As I'm sure you can tell by my audio, I'm still out in the country of upstate New York. Uh, I'm hoping that tomorrow and or Friday, Jordan and I can be on the mics together for a couple of episodes where we can um, touch in on a few other recent Bulls rumors, Bulls updates, and anything else you guys have. I know we also have some fresh voicemails in our inbox that I didn't get to today. Jordan and I will also try to get to those on a Thursday or Friday episode later this week. Again, that number to all of your texts and voicemails, 331-979-1369. Thanks again to today's sponsors, Green Room via Spotify. Download the Green Room app to get our weekly Locked Out Bulls Green Room episodes. Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com for 50% off with promo code LOCKED15. And bet online, sign up with promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. For my partner, Jordan Malley, Matt Peck saying, see red, be good. Peace out. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot. 